Hey, you're listening to the School of Innovation. I'm your host, Yaniv Korem, and my guest today is Laila von Alavaslieven. This is part two of my conversation with Laila. If you haven't listened to part one, I suggest you pause and listen to it now. Enjoy and stay safe. I want to fast forward to Mural because you met them in Argentina back then in 2014. And today you are the head of culture and collaboration at Mural. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. You're agreeing <laughs> with me. Good. <laughs> so I didn't get that yes, wrong. I Good. I did my research. <laughs> We're very thorough here. Um, so, okay. For those uh, listeners who don't know or haven't heard about Mural, what is it? Give me the pitch. Mural. Mural is a digital whiteboard that supports teams who want to visualize their ideas and collaborate in a visual way. Okay. That is my little pitch. Okay. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> Quick elevator pitch. Um, and what does it mean to be the head of culture and collaboration? Like, what, what is that? Like, can you describe what you do? Yeah, I'll try my best uh, because my, my role has changed very recently. Okay. Only, only about a month ago. Um, prior to that, I was the head of people operations. And then before that, I was, I, I was uh, what was I calling myself? Uh, I think it was something like remote work uh, coach for mm-hmm. their clients, um, right. which, I, which I still do on a freelance uh, level sometimes. But yeah, head of culture and collaboration is... is essentially uh, the, my role is to there's two parts to it one is to make sure that people are uh, connected they're behind the mission at mural um, they are they're motivated and engaged with their work that they're feeling well that they're you know happy and 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 that they're uh, connecting between each other as well you know bonding in that sense mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of initiatives and, and rituals and things that we have to To, to do there and and communication of course and um, and then on the other hand collaboration is really about uh, practicing what we preach so we're telling all these large enterprises around the world these different teams like hey this is how you can collaborate better uh, you know we, we have a remote first approach uh, to everything we do it's like okay we say that but do we do that 100% at mural uh, not always um, mm-hmm. we're definitely good at it but we can always do better So, you know, after having done a lot of trainings and workshops for clients, it's now about looking inwards and making sure that as we scale, we can continue training people who join Mural to understand um, how, we can, how we can transform the way that we work and how we can work better. Okay. What I like about the, the title is that it encapsulates uh, like an introvert and an extrovert perspective and correct me if I'm wrong but it seems like culture is, is is sort of like introvert our culture at mural and collaboration is like pulling people from the outside like extrovert invert like pulling people from the outside inside into our 
culture or maybe putting our culture out there, I guess. So do, do, yeah. you, do you feel like that that's what's happening? That's very, very interesting because I like how, I like the way that you, that you phrase it. I never thought about it that way, to be honest. But mm-hmm. I, think, I think both can be internal, external, but I definitely think there's a mix of both because yeah. uh, one, of the, one of the goals in my role is also to let other people know what our culture is like Um, the same way, you know, at Hano, we had that was super out in the open and transparent. Actually, at Hano, we had the opposite problem. People really knew mm. how we worked, <laughs> but yeah. they didn't really know what we did. They would get <laughs> a bit confused. Like, what, what are you guys? Like, what do you actually do? Right. So we were always struggling to like, hey, like, look at our projects, you know, not just uh, don't just be inspired by how we work, but actually look at what we're doing because we were doing great stuff and they still are. Yeah. And, and at Mural, it's, it's, it's the opposite, right? It's Everybody, well, not everybody, but many, many, many people know our product, but they, they don't really know much about the team, which is also a fantastic team and, and fantastic group of people. So it's about sharing that culture also externally and, and keep nurturing it internally. And then the collaboration, yeah, the collaboration, I would say, can be both external and internal, externally for working with customers, but also internally, we have to make sure that we can, we can improve and 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 be more customer focused, even though you're not working with customers. Yeah. But, yeah. And you what, know, putting that at the forefront. Right. And was the, was the culture at Mural like inherently remote? Going back to the, what you were saying in the beginning about culture being right, the impetus of like, you know, remote work is the philosophy, philosophy, sorry, uh, of remote work. Is that the case at Mural? Was it built as a sort of, remote work distributed team or, or not? I mean, I, I wasn't there at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I can't, I can't say how the culture was in the very beginning, but okay. from what I know, it was the, it, it started in Buenos Aires and they were working remote before, sorry, this was before they started Mural, but they had the founders were working, they were developing video games. Mm-hmm. So there was a remote aspect to it with their clients. And when they started Mural, However, there was an office in Buenos Aires and that's where it was based. And then the, the founder, um, some of the co-founders went to, to, uh, to do an IDEO um, kind of accelerator for a few months and came back. And then the, actually the CEO is, is still in the Bay Area today. But it, there was a remote work aspect to it, the foundation of it, like it was at Hano. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting is the product is supposed to... Uh, massively enhance that way of working so it's like it, it, it is part of their philosophy but not necessarily the way that they were growing as mm-hmm. a company if, if you can see the difference it was more focused on the product less on the culture whereas at at Hano it was the opposite it was the, the culture was definitely remote the product the product or we didn't have a product but our services were remote also but it was it was just different I would say it was yeah. like flipped And, yeah. and do you and, and in your role do you get a chance to work with uh, with clients of your yeah yeah, yeah I, I definitely do occasionally um, I've given workshops uh, webinars uh, answered emails helped a bit on support I do that much less now but mm-hmm. um, actually you know seeing the the huge demand we have these days for uh, support um, I'm doing that a little bit more now again so I'm looking to help help with customer. Um, support and um, and it's it's something that I really enjoy as well I do like I think when you said it's extrovert introvert I like that because I think that's that's very 
relatable to my personality. Um, I can have, <laughs> I don't know the, the words, but there's like these fake extroverts who are actually introverts, but they can look like they're extroverts. So yes. I think I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah. So I can definitely talk. I can do public speaking. I can like, you know, be friendly. And I like meeting new people mm-hmm. in small groups. So like it has to be like small numbers of people at a time. Once it becomes like a huge group, I'm a bit overwhelmed. Um, but I also really care about people and, and, and want to be there for them. And, um, and so that, that helps with the, with the culture side of things. You know, I, I want to make sure people are, are, are feeling good, but then the collaboration side is the more extroverted side. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think that, uh, for us and, and myself included, I'm like that as well. Um, we do, you know, and it sounds horrible saying it, but we do take some comfort in this current situation where, you know, we have more control, I guess, of our, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I guess our interface with people. We have more control over that interface with people, if, if, you, if you get what I mean. Um, yes. It definitely, I think for me at least, being that relieves a lot of the stress that I had before where you always are surrounded by people. You're, like your interface is open and you kind of have to always manage it now it's a lot easier to control yeah 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 and i think it's one of the things you know people ask me would you ever uh, go back to working in an office full-time and my answer is no i mean not i'm not planning that or missing that in the meantime and i think it's really a a thing of controlling my environment controlling you know i can decide where to work from the lighting that I want, mm-hmm. uh, the the view that I want to have, what music I want to listen to, who do I want to speak to and when. Yeah. I really like being independent and having that flexibility. And and it's true, you know, in an office, how many times I find myself, I, I think I worked for three years in these kind of like basement offices where you couldn't even have a window <laughs> to see anything, which to me is really depressing. Super depressing. So not knowing what time of day it was, basically. Or what weather? You're like, well, I know it's daytime, but I don't really know <laughs> what it looks like. I can just kind of see the a, a slot of the sky, like a, a sliver. Sorry, and um, and I didn't like having sometimes my manager sitting behind me and looking over my screen. You know, it's even though I was had nothing to hide, yeah. it was just annoying. Yeah. Um, or having to deal with, okay, well, so and so is going to play such music on the radio. I don't really have a say in it, or everybody's going to have lunch and I have to have like small talk and have lunch with them about stuff that I don't really care about. Um, I wasn't interested at all in, 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 in continuing that. So even though it's, it's really nice to go to the office in, in Buenos Aires, I, I use it as a, I feel like it's a special treat. If I, if I go to the office, it's great. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of interactions. I get to meet people, um, have fun. And, and I mean, there's so many perks of being in an office as well, but mm-hmm. it's not something that I feel that I need. Okay, so for, so for the question that's on everyone's mind, and I guess for you it's not that relevant, but if you could put yourself in the shoes of other people, what happens the day after COVID-19? Do we go back to, do we go back to our old selves or do we hold on to this you know, new reality, whatever it is, or do we, do we adopt parts of it or like what do you think happens the day after i mean first of all i don't have the answer (laughs) 
<laughs> obviously. Um, I think it's the end. The, the, the result is going to be something in between everything. And it will really depend on, on everybody's personal uh, situation as well. You know, it's, 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 it's very personal. Um, everybody's way of living is so different. So some people will probably be running back to the office and can't wait. Some people will unfortunately have lost their jobs and they have no office to go back to. And, and there's a lot more desperation maybe in, in finding a job and figuring out how they're going to support themselves or their families. Some will maybe have appreciated what, you know, th this way of connecting more with their families and staying home more, but they think they will still try to, to find ways of, you know, opening up their schedules more and their, their, um, how can I say they're getting going more out. I'm hoping that people will, will enjoy at least having connected more with, with their neighbors and with, and with their families yeah. if it's gone well. But you know, the reality is that many, many people also live in very dysfunctional families and maybe <laughs> there's going to be a lot of um, either breakups or divorces or just like separations of some sort, you know? Um, yes. So yeah. who knows? I think, I think with work though, with, with related to remote work, because that's, that's the, that's the main thing we're talking about now. I think it's um, hopefully there's going to be just more acceptance of it. And, and it, I think it will be blended more into this kind of like smart working, flexible working mindset. Yeah. So. I, I think that, you know, I, I, I really like your comment in the beginning about this is not what remote work looks like. And I think that and you might want to think about this if, if when all of this, hopefully, you know, very soon ends, and we can go back to a version of our previous lives. Um, I think someone needs to say that. I, I think someone needs to communicate that that wasn't remote work. Let's figure out how to take the good parts of that, right? It catalyzes, catalyzed something, a trend that was happening, but let's figure out what those good things were and keep those and just get rid of all the, you know, the negative stressful stuff, uh, I think that would yeah. be very useful for, for people. Absolutely. And there will be, I think, a phase of relearning once again and readapting because yeah. assuming people become more flexible with working from home, what I've seen from not only from my personal experience, but also from um, what I've read and, and people I've spoken to at other companies, when a team is fully distributed, everybody's on the same page so to speak like everybody's going through the same experience we're all working from our individual computers and we're all communicating that way it is much easier to have consistency and to say okay this is this, these are our agreements this is how we're going to collaborate and we all stick to it and it makes sense because we're all in this shared experience together the tricky part is when you have some people in the office some people working remotely some people switching between the two because the people in the office will collaborate and communicate in one way Mm -hmm. and the ones who are remote in another way. And that's what we have at Mural before COVID-19. That's, that's, we were a hybrid team. That's what we call a hybrid team. Hmm. Um, we have people co-located in offices and people in, um, who are remote. And then some people who might, like me, also travel and work at the same time um, hmm. and, and continue to change places. So it's, that's really tricky. And that's part of my role as well, is to figure out how do, how do we build empathy on both sides, especially from people in the offices, so mm -hmm. I feel like people who work from home already 
know what it's like to be in an office, but they also like they they're more autonomous. They 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 they, they, they I feel like they're they're more used to the to to the ways of communicating that way and making sure that things are transparent and everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas people in the office, you know, a lot of communication goes on that is not documented anywhere and is not yes. shared. And and then oh we'll have a meeting, we'll just do like this and that person's remote and so they can just kind of uh, jump in the zoom call and like, listen, but we, they're not fully participating or engaging in the same way. And I, I think that's really hard to do. It takes time to build that empathy and the best practices around that and say, Hey, let's be inclusive all the time for everybody, no matter what style of working they've chosen. Yeah. So when they go back to the offices after COVID-19, that's going to be another experiment to do. <laughs> that's so true. Um, as you were saying that, I was thinking about, um, you know, a client of mine that I worked with in, in Hong Kong. And it was more than like the usual client consultant work. It was like being, I was more part of the team, but I was working from from Israel, from Tel Aviv. And they were in Hong Kong. And it's funny, you said it. Um, I felt like I was... Uh, you know, the, the, the uncle from America that's coming to visit, <laughs> you know, every, every couple of weeks, bringing gifts and treats, you know, for, for the kids. And they were all looking at me, oh, here's the, again, the guy from, you know, the, the uncle from America. Um, and it always took like a day to, you know, kind of find our, uh, like rediscover our, our, our groove, right. Our, the way that we work together. And, um, I don't know. I, I think that's what you meant. It, it felt like that, yeah. that, that point, that point of potential friction is something that people need to be mindful of, right? There are people who are, you know, it's like the meeting of different, uh, contexts, right. Someone is coming yeah. from a context that he's on the go, he's traveling, he's seeing a lot of places, the, the, the rate of change is, is higher. And there are people who are in the same space, have their own lingo, have their own kind of DNA, uh, more static, so to speak, in that yeah. meeting between the two. Yeah, exactly. I think the, the key word here is, is change and, and adaptability. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, I, I see... Yes, of course, things change, but there's some people who, who thrive in change. I think that I'm one of these people, even if I like it or I don't, like I, my life has changed so many times in my upbringing that I, I'm always expecting change at some point and, or sometimes even seeking it um, because I like the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people definitely do not like change, and that doesn't mean that they're better or worse. Uh, it's just different, but then yeah. you, we may all have to reconsider how we, how we adapt and how flexible we can be in these very, very uncertain times. And um, especially when we go back to some, like you said, a, a version of our previous selves in some way, um, mm-hmm. we'll have to, that it will be different, right? And it, and it will require people to keep that mentality of, of staying open to adapt. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, uh, just before we wrap up, if going back to Mural, if people want to know more about Mural, try it out, um, how do they do that? Well, they can go to mural.co. And, CO, okay. Yeah, 
Yeah. Some people write .com. That's not the right one. The .co is the right one. <laughs> um, you can you can sign up for a free trial. Um, usually before COVID-19, we were offering trials of one month, but now we've extended it to 90 days. And in order to get that, you have to sign up and then you look for a chat bot that we have in, um, in the dashboard uh, once you have a, a license. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we, you can look at that. We also are going to continue offering Mural for free for any consultant or agencies who uh, want to join the Mural Consultant Network. So that will give, um, give you up to 10 memberships for free plus 25 guests that you can invite. Um, and there's all, all the requirements there to see who is a consultant and who, who, does not, um, who does not apply to that. And then we also will continue to offer Mural for free for educational purposes. So um, That's great. Mural.co slash consultant and Mural.co slash education is education. where you can find those. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'll add all those links in the, in the show. No, that's great. I mean, for the classroom, I think it's something I might suggest uh, for my kids' Uh, school because they've been you know struggling a little bit to kind of Mm -hmm. figure out how to you know how to keep everyone (laughs) in check like what what are you doing like you know (laughs) uh, so maybe maybe we'll just give that a try and I'll I'll definitely report back and let you know how it went Um, for sure and if people want to stay in touch with you or learn more about you and your work uh, what's the best what's the best way to do that um, stay in touch with me. You can find me on LinkedIn. Copy paste the name that you put <laughs> here. It's um, Yanni, sorry, not Yanni. Um, Lila von Alvin Sliven on LinkedIn. Otherwise, I'm on Twitter at Lila von A. So it's L A I L A V O N A on Twitter. And I also have a website. It's lilavon.com. So it's not Lila von with the A, it's without the A. Okay. Um, that's, that's my website. Fantastic. Put those in the uh, show notes as well. Uh, Lila, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Yaniv. It's, it's uh, always fun to meet people who have been following Hano and, and what I was doing before for years and they pop up and then they say, hey, let's chat. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it's great. Likewise, it's great to, to meet somebody who also gets what you're doing and, and has, has been really supporting it for such a long time. Fantastic. Stay safe. You too. I like to tell people stay sane right now. So (laughs) stay sane. (laughs) All of us.